What's good, y'all? This is your boy Justin, aka Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. And if you want a raw take on the NBA, Above the Rim is a show for you. With dope beats and entertaining guests each week, we offer a great new insight on all things NBA. You don't want to miss it. Talk about it! You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Welcome to Above the Rim, episode 44, brought to you by your host, as always, Justin, aka Just Blaze, my special guest this week, my homie straight out of the West Coast, host of two dope shows, BTG for president and an open run with BTG, had to bring my boy back for a part two, my dude, Baylor the Great, Baylor, what's good, my brother? Ball control. The big ball away. Ball control. It's all about ball control. <laughs> it's all about ball control. <laughs> That's all it's about, my brother. That's all it's about. How you feeling, man? How you feeling tonight? I'm good, man. I'm good. You? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Everything's pretty good. Everything's good. Yeah, man. So, uh, of course, family. You can find Above the Rim on iTunes, Stitching, the Google Google Play, and the Almighty Bowler Network every Tuesday. Make sure you give Above the Rim that five-star review. To get in contact with me at the show, you can follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. IG is JustBlaze513. Use the hashtag AskAboveTheRim. If any feedback for the show, hit the line. Call up the line. Leave your boy a voicemail. Let me know what's on your mind. The number is 908-718-1592. Make sure you call on the line. And Bella, where can they find you, my man? All right, at Baylor the Great on everything. Uh, Twitter, IG, Facebook. Uh, yeah, that's just about it. I dare one of you cats hop up in that thread, though. <laughs> hop up I in dare. that thread, though. You, hey, I'm going to tell y'all cats right now. You ain't got to worry about me, okay? Because all I'm going to do is throw a bomb out there and it's going to blow up. Everybody else is going to react to it. I, dare, I double dog dare you jump in there. Ooh. Jump in that sports thread that we have going on. Animals, dogs in there. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing but the animals. So, it's a glorious day to though. Excuse me, a glorious day to though. Day today, Baylor. Or night tonight. You know why? Before we jump into the episode, the Patriots lost. Yeah, you know what? Um, They lost. I'm, I'm a Raiders fan, so, you know, I, it's some type of, you know, I'm laughing over here. <laughs> uh, at the same time, though, I know I put it in the thread. I don't know if you guys seen it. I said, if Brady come back this time, I got to dedicate a whole show to him. And he damn near almost did it. He almost. He didn't get the, he didn't get a full chance to, though. Nah, he didn't. He didn't. He Well, actually, he did, but he fumbled the rock. He did fumble the rock, but that was a good hit. 
That was. That, that was. was. A, and that's all it takes. They say yes, you have to score over 30 points to beat them. But the one key thing that you have to do is you got to get to Brady and you got to make a play in the fourth quarter. You Not have necessarily to. get to him, but just make a play in general, whether it's a big hit on the running back or, you know, or an interception. You got to make a play in the fourth. Exactly. You got to make a move out the pocket a little bit. You got to make him feel you a little bit, especially oh, in the fourth man. quarter. You got to feel hey, you. Hey, once Brady get out of pocket, homie, it's a wrap. His life changes. It is, for sure. So, that was big news. I feel good about that today. Patriots lost. I never root for the Patriots at all. Shouts out to the Eagles. Oh, yeah. shout, out, shout out to Philly. Shout out to Philly for getting their uh, they first little uh, ring, their little, they little trophy or yeah, whatever. For sure. Stay humble. Stay, Stay humble, humble y'all, though. <laughs> y'all, y'all just now getting into the rap game. Boy, if you don't so get... you got to stay humble. Stay humble. <laughs> Please do, please do, please do. Yeah, so family, so this episode, the theme is loyalty, this episode. A lot of words going around in the NBA, a lot of things happening. The trade deadline is coming up soon. Tensions are getting high, emotions are running through. You can feel it in the upper management to the playoffs. And there's a theme of loyalty I've been noticing lately. And to me... The idea of loyalty in sports is a facade. I mean, I feel like loyalty definitely went out the window when Dan Gilbert got upset at LBJ at the King for leaving Cleveland, and he showed his ass, especially when LeBron was leaving. So I feel like loyalty most definitely went out the window from there, but I think it was always in question, and it was never fully a thing it was more like an unwritten rule or something that we thought of as there's a such thing as loyalty in sports so Bela I wanted to ask you before we get started into the episode loyalty in sports is it officially dead uh yeah I think so I think I think um just from the business aspect, it's gone. Uh, because at first, it was an unwritten like law or rule that you know your your star players, your number one and number two guy, would uh, basically be there, if not majority of their career, all of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just don't have that anymore, and it's not it's not fair when you when you look at certain players. Not everybody, but certain players. Like I felt like. KG stayed in Minnesota too long, you know? That's a premier uh, case of loyalty right there. <laughs> right. That's, that's too much. That's too much, you know what I mean? Because I felt like Minnesota wasn't feeding him the right pieces to, to help his career. Same thing with uh, Ray Ray. Yep. You know, I felt like, I felt like, that's why I don't, I, I don't, I don't question it when it comes to that who started this super team thing. I don't count them as a super team because I believe both of them players were past their prime. They were when still they got good to Boston. When they got to Boston, yeah. To go well, yeah, help. that was the tail end. The the the, yeah, the, hat, the the right past their prime, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But I think the the loyalty. I, I would I would have to agree. It started with it started in Cleveland. You could put half of it on Bron going to Miami, and you could put the other half on the owner. Yeah. Uh, but that's where I think it kind of like started. But I think it overflowed uh, with with Katie. Yes, yes. 
100% agree. And and that goes into us killing players for their free agent choices. And that goes back into loyalty as well. We see a lot of people killed Kevin Durant for his move to Golden State. I was definitely one of those people. And I'm still one of those dudes who killed KD for that move because I still feel like it was a weak move on his part. Instead of becoming the piece of a championship, I, I called him a piece of a championship. So I feel like he relinquished that opportunity to be the piece so that's always been my issue with KD but going back to loyalty he really didn't have any loyalty to Oklahoma City I was never upset at him for leaving OKC it was more about who he went to so when it comes to loyalty I don't feel like there is any and look at going back to Isaiah Thomas this year he was very loyal to the to the Boston Celtics franchise and Brad Stevens uh-huh. and Danny Ainge. He yep. played his heart out with his for his family. He lost his sister during the playoffs. Hey, he played, he played he, hurt. He played his heart. He played his heart and his tooth out. And his <laughs> tooth out. Exactly. And he still got traded. So yeah. that let me know fully there's no such thing as loyalty. At all. Well it's kinda it's kinda it's kinda like a, uh we can say we we never really well do we ever really blame the actual franchise or do we blame the franchise first and then a player second when when a player leaves yes mm, i think i mean cuz i mean cuz when you look at mm-hmm. when you look at when you look at certain franchises and they trade away their uh franchise player the first the first person we look at is upper management yes you know but why did they let at, him go you mean Exactly. Yeah. Whether they let him, whether they let him go, or whether they traded him, is like why? You know, you look at OKC, and why would you let go of Harden? You know, um, you, you can question a lot. You can question a lot of moves, but some some of that stuff is on the fans as well. Yeah. Like I, I was on, I was on the, I was on the. I hate KD too because, not because, not just because of where he went to, but because we put so much more uh, stock into you. Yeah, coming that's out of Texas. What it was. Yes. Yeah, we built we built you up to be an alpha male to go against Braun. You know, whether you accepted it or liked it or not, you was up there, which you did accept because at one point you said you were tired of being the second best player yes. in the world. Yep, tired of so being number you, two. Right. So you knew what role you took on, but then when Westbrook said, Look, I'm not gonna stop my growth and continue to do what I want to do, you didn't like that. And I think it was just too much pressure. Uh, to get OKC over the hump, which they almost did against the team that he went to. And you yeah. went to a team that was organically put together, well-oiled and machined, and you just added on some, you know, some extra parts to that. And you hid behind, you know, two of the greatest shooters of all time. Yeah, he went to a well-oiled machine. Well-oiled right. machine. The real McCoy he went to. So, he, like I say, he be- he went to become a piece instead of the yeah. piece. Alpha right. Man. And the reason why we bring, I'm bringing up loyalty today is because last week I slightly touched on it when my man Teddy D on the last episode, episode 43, it was about the Blake Griffin trade. And the Blake Griffin trade, when the Clippers traded him to the Detroit Pistons last week, was a shocker. And it really hit home for me because everyone knows I'm a Chris Paul enthusiast. That's my guy right there. So I was always attached to Blake Griffin as well. And... I had a lot of opinions on this trade. At first, I was laughing. And I was like, wow, Blake Griffin, your stock has never been so low. 
But then I got uh, to more of the thinking, and I'm more it's more to blame on the Clippers. And let me tell you what tell you why I think they're at fault. So the Clippers this summer, after Chris Paul decided to leave and he wanted to get traded to the Houston Rockets and they pulled a deal, the Clippers basically gave gave Blake Griffin a crazy, elaborate free agent pitch. They even fake mock retired his jersey to the rafters. They called him they called him a lifelong clipper. And it sounded nice to Blake. Lifelong clipper for life was their mantra. This, they even made up t-shirts of Blake Griffin um next to Martin Luther King and other pioneers for Blake Griffin. Carrying the city of LA. And he fell for the and he fell for the bait. Yeah, he did. He did. Obviously, they only resigned him to save face for the franchise after CP3 left. And then six months later, shipped off to Detroit for Tobias, Avery, and a pick. And he basically shipped off to a team that he never even thought of even taking a meeting with. Detroit oh, was bro. never on his radar. That's a, that's, a, that's a quick weather change for you right there. Very quick from Southern Cal. Bailey, you know how it is in Southern Cal. What's the degrees, what's the degrees today? <laughs> Uh, the the high, I think we was in like the low 70s, high 60s, you know? Oh, see, uh, that's light, though. I thought it was about 78 or something like that. Oh, no, that'd be, that, that's, that's, the, that's the weekend. That's the weekend. Look, we, <laughs> hey, we had the nerve. I kid you not. Sidebar. Boy, if you don't I get... kid you not. Me and my wife had the audacity to complain about some pre-summer heat weather this past weekend. Y'all got some I nerve. Seen, man, cats was shoveling <laughs> snow. I'm like, look at this. Look at this. They just <laughs> So I can feel, you know what? Anybody will fall for that, Just Like, I will fall for what Blake Griffin fell for. You want to know why? Even though the Clippers, historically, they don't have, they don't have that, 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 that jury run. Like, you know, of course, like the big brothers. Yeah. But, but you can always sell them like, yo, we share the same city as them. And you could be the guy that goes down in history as getting our, you know, getting our championship. Yeah. And we got a lot of money over here. We shipped CP3 out of here. Now you're the guy. You know what I mean? We're going to focus around you now. And they basically sold it. I, I mean, unless they woke up one day and was like, you know what? Let's just, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to work out with Blake. But do Let's you think they off. signed him this summer with the intention of moving him this season? Or they said, damn. I'm not feeling this team like I thought I did. I, I, that's what I, I think it was the second option. Mm, I'm not <laughs> feeling them like I thought I did. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was just too, it's like getting in a relationship too fast. And then you find out, <laughs> like, yo, they don't they don't pick up their dirty clothes and feel like that. But, I mean, Blake, man, I've always, I've been a, I've been a Blake fan since, since college. You know what I mean? I've been watching him. I was sad when he couldn't play his first year because of the injury. Yeah. But I knew he was going to be exciting and things like that. He he has upgraded year after year. He still needs to work on his post game. But he other than that, yeah. he, he still he can still put up between he can still put up between 20, 30 points a game. Okay. He definitely can. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say he he could do that and it's like I don't know but the thing is, this is the thing. You can, and I know I've been a, a, a bit criticized 
you know, I've been criticizing him a lot, but you can put a, you can put players around CP3 before you could put players around Blake Griffin. Of course. So that, that right there was the mistake. Although I agree, if I'm going to turn the franchise over to one of them, I might have to give it to Blake because... Uh, Why? Because he's younger? Yes, that's, that's the only reason. That's the only reason, but younger, but, but CP3 is not a old 31 and old 32 he's he not, still has he's the not. same production he's not but if he's not gelling with the guy who you consider the number one guy yeah someone has to go of course like Kobe and Shaq well well well, well cp 3 already made that decision for them and set him out my well, my point yeah. is how they treated Blake because think about this they didn't really woo him with like a simple contract talk nothing like that they kind of tapped into his emotions and kind of got into his heart when they did their free agent pitch if you think about it because they know they know he's an emotional guy it's all it's all it's all business they're going to look come on now that's a business tactic at the end of the day they're going to get what they need for the franchise exactly hey regardless if they like you or not they're gonna sell those tickets they show up they, sh- they you show know, so, so right now, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do to keep those seats filled, you know what I'm saying, with shipping him out. I don't yeah, know. We know it's a wholesale right now. DJ's definitely going to be shipped out. Shipped out. Lou Willville is definitely going to be shipped out. And my point is, they think they're, quote-unquote, in the LeBron sweepstakes. Come on now. LeBron is, well, not, LeBron is not heading to Clipperland. If well, anything, I will, I will he's going say, to the I will Lakers. say this. I will say this. And, and I've probably said it on your show, and I know I've definitely said it on other sports shows, is that I wouldn't rule out the Clippers. I wouldn't rule out the Knicks. Uh, I wouldn't Miami. rule out the Knicks. i rule out the Clippers with no but talent I, but, there. But the only reason why I said that, and yeah, I, I'm 50-50 on the Lakers only because... We're still the market team, but at the same time, I don't see Brown wanting to chase behind too many legacies. Mm. You see that's what I'm a saying? good point. Great so point. that's why that's why I kind of like, I, you know, unless he's in a disrespectful market, then I can see him going to Chicago and saying, "Let me be the the next guy to put up no, some banners for y'all." No, he would do that. He would. I, okay, I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> that's why that's why I say the Knicks. That's why I say the Clippers. Miami is his second home. I can only see I can only see those three, um, and now they're talking about Houston. And if he does that, if he does that, oh, and Golden State, but I don't see him doing. That. No, he definitely not. I mean, he he doesn't have many options. Matter of fact, I feel like I need to dedicate an entire episode to predictions to where LeBron James is going. I feel like I need to. That's like an entire episode on its own. I tell you this much. I tell you this much, though. If he goes to Houston, I can see them getting the chip. I can see CP3 getting one. We get one that this will, year. That, Cut that, it out. That, Cut it out. That would get what. That would be a. That would be That's a so big uh, uh, X mark on his career, though. Hopping oh. teams like that. Yeah, hopping teams wouldn't be good. It definitely would be good. It wouldn't. So, going back, uh, really quick to Blake Griffin before we move on. Um, I feel like it's tough kind of to evaluate this trade as a whole because it kind of benefits both teams at the same time. I mean, Detroit finally gets a quote-unquote star player, a marquee player, someone they can basically save face and tell their fans that they're trying to win right now. And that they and basically, they got the best play in the deal. Either way you slice it. Tobias Harris, a.k.a. Baby J. Cole, he's not as good as Blake. Avery Bradley, nice player, nice Really winning player, rotational piece, but he's not a franchise player. 
And we know Blake has had his struggles. He basically hasn't made it through a full season in what, like four years? Has been an all star the past three years, but still has a great skill set. There are many players who could put up what twenty two eight and five that he's putting up damn near that every was a night. Great, those are great stats by the great way. Great stats twenty two eight and five. And even if he doesn't shoot the three like a guard or rebound like a center, he still commands a double team if he gets hot and he can step out and shoot the three and he does can get you 20 points. So you can't fake someone get you 20 points tonight. So I'm giving big shouts out to Blake Griffin. And I think this is actually a good chance for him to to read to dominate the East and show that he can be a premier all-star player in again. On Detroit. Well, uh, I slight I slightly disagree. I'm okay. gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I think they both won in this trade. I think Blake. I think it was uh, it was just overdue for him in LA. Yeah. Even though even though he played for the Lakers, I mean the, the Lakers. Even though he played for the Clippers, that's they got the spotlight. Clippers have been having the spotlight since he came aboard. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot. Just it's a lot to to, to maintain it is a that. It is a lot. <laughs> and, and when and when and when they and when the city is looking at you, a small portion of the city, but they do have a large fan base. It's like it's like yo, we need you to bring us our chip. We need that. That's a lot of pressure. It now is. on the other on the other side with the Pistons, um, well, I, I was I was I would say this. I would say the Clippers. I would say the Clippers. What, what draft picks did y'all guys get? Who the Clippers? Uh, first round, a first round, and a second round. So y'all must be, y'all could be looking to trade for a superstar. Yeah. So y'all if, might, if, y'all, if you can y'all, trade, yeah, trade will be the only way because I don't think a free agent is going there. Well, yeah, but you got. I mean, that, that would that would uh, if y'all could land a free agent, that'd be that'd be cool because y'all get to keep those key role players, Riley and. And the Tobias Harris are great they are. role players. They are. Those and boys then, can ball. They can ball. If you draft right, if you draft right, which I don't know why, they, they, y'all might as well go into tank mode. <laughs> you know? For real. I agree. I mean, it, it, this tank, this draft class is not going to be like last year, but it's going to be all right one. Yeah. I agree. It's definitely going to be interesting. So, I think they have a lot of decisions going forward this summer and the summers thereafter. It's going to be interesting. But, um... BTG, keeping on the theme of loyalty. In light of recent events going around in the NBA, we heard a slight rumblings from these two cats that I'm about to talk about right now. Giannis in Milwaukee was reportedly upset. The Greek freak with upper management for how they handled the J-Kid firing and doing it basically without his input, without asking him. So... He may have trust issues with upper management in the team now. And on the other hand, we also heard news re- more recently the past month about Kawhi Leonard and his camp being upset with the Spurs and how they mishandled his injury this year. He's only played in, what, like 10 games, 15 games or something like that this year. Very small number. So thinking of those two both having issues with their upper management you never know when their contracts are up which are both soon i believe in the next two or three years they could have an early termination option as well and they both could be looking to move elsewhere so i thought of this basically this hypothetical trade hypothetical trade and i asked the fellas in the thread on twitter 
This was thread and Bill, I wanted to talk about it with you on wax because I got a lot of responses from this. Uh-huh. A lot of opinions. So basically the question was, pretend you're a GM of either the Spurs or the Bucks. And number one, would you do an even swap of Kawhi for Giannis? And number two, on the outside looking in, who wins that trade? So, Bale, I'm going to let you take it away and then I'm going to chime in. First of all, if I'm the Spurs and the Bucks call me up and say, we could do a swap right now, I kid, I kid you not. <laughs> before, I even say, before I even say hello, I'm saying yes. Yeah? <laughs> I'm saying yes. Okay. I'm saying yeah. If you're That's- the Spurs to get Giannis. Yes. Okay. If I'm if I'm the Bucks, I'm not making that call. <laughs> I'm not making that call because this this injury really bothers me. Mm. It really is. I ain't gonna even lie to you. It bothers me because he's one of my favorite players in the game right now, and I, I don't know. I don't know. Now if we're talking about injury free. Injury yeah, free. Got- let's go. All right. So let's go injury free. Then let's say the end of this year, Kawhi is basically healthy. They're not. They're not going to the finals this year. I don't. I don't think the Spurs. They don't have enough. So let's say they get out in the semifinals. Per se, Kawhi uh-huh. has more time to get better. He's a hundred percent healthy by summertime. We uh-huh. hear more grumblings coming out of Giannis during the summertime. We hear a little bit more grumblings about Kawhi. How he's upset. They didn't play. A, he didn't play a lot this season. He felt like he could have played a little bit more. He felt like he was misdiagnosed. Are you making that trade? I, I, I'm, I'm of the mindset. I agree with you. I'm not gonna lie. I agree with you. I think to me, Giannis, the Greek freak, is a lot more valuable than Kawhi. But it's tough when you think about it. To me, Kawhi doesn't give you what Giannis gives you. I mean, to me, Giannis is a bona fide playmaker. I don't know if Kawhi is a product of the system. That's what I want to talk about. That might be an issue that we know about. It. Giannis to me is a great, is a freak. He's a generational talent. He's a, he's a better playmaker. Uh, I don't know if to say if he's a better scorer because his jump shot is not as good as Kawhi Leonard, but he still gets you 29 points, 28 points without a jump shot, and he still has room to go. He's only 22, 23 years old. Kawhi may have peaked right now or this may be peak Kawhi as we see right now so that to me is why I'm leaning to more Giannis as the more valuable player and to me if I'm the Spurs I'm taking that trade if I'm the Bucks I'm not calling for that trade but well the thing is though like the first of all I'm going to say this Kawhi Leonard is not he's not a he, he's not a no he's not a system player Okay. He's not a system player. I wanted to he's get in, that out the way. Is he or is he not a system player? No, he's just playing okay. with inside of a system. And mm. he's actually he can act, he actually plays good in that system. Yes. Because in Excels. college in college in college he wasn't a system player and he was averaging fourteen and ten. Well he and, went to Fresno two, State, I believe. No, San Diego State. Oh San Diego State, yeah, there you go. San Diego State, yeah. So he was averaging his career average over there. He only played two seasons and he averaged fourteen and ten. They ain't got no damn system over there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know? true. But the thing is, he just so happened to play with Pop. Pop has that system. You know what I'm saying? And the only reason why I say I probably would take the Greek. Now, this is the thing. I got two answers for this. Mm-hmm. If, if if there's no injuries, I don't see why the Spurs would give up Kawhi. It wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. If there's no injury, 
Because he's shown that if he they're can, afraid, he's going to leave in free agency. That's the point. If they, that, both of their contracts are up around the same time, I believe. Two years, I believe. Two or three. Well, then that's 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 on that's on upper management going to get the pieces that's going to keep them there. Mm-hmm. You know, as now the Greek, he might as well get out of there because I haven't seen. I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks tried, but they got a gang. They got a gang of cars over there that's been, you know, <laughs> that's been to the mechanic shop. Yeah, you know, they, they just got Jabari Parker back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not. But this young cat, the Greek freak, man. I would take him Dynamite. in a Lakers uniform right now. <laughs> I bet you would. Boy, right I bet now. you would. Because, because you just said he can average he can average 25 points a game without a jump shot. Without just a jump. imagine if he got that jump shot. And the most, the, the biggest thing that I like about him is his drive. Yeah. Like he like it's like he, he, looks he like likes he wants playing to win. basketball. Yeah. yeah. He definitely yeah. wants to win. You can see it. And, and that's dangerous right there. For a cat that's just playing, to, he's playing to win, bro, I need that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I feel like we're slightly in agreement there. So, people, I want you to send me your opinions and responses to that as well. Greek Freak or Kawhi, who's more valuable? If he had to make that swap, who wins that trade and why? Please let me know. So, BTG, moving on, is an uh-huh. interesting topic near and dear to both of us. <laughs> <laughs> we go through this quite often, not gonna lie. We always have our Draymond Green debates and they always get intense. You are a Draymond Green lover. I don't know why. <laughs> That's your boy for some reason. We have much different views on Draymond. And as you all probably know by now, I'm not a big Draymond fan. I think he's a good player, a nice player, a nice defender, a nice rotational piece. I'm going to go there. Definitely, definitely not a star, as some might think. But people like Baylor, BTG, seem to think that Draymond is a Hall of Famer right now. I'm not on that train. So I want to know why you think Draymond is that good, my brother. Let me know. Enlighten me. Well, I, I I say he's heading. If if the if his career stopped now, I'm gonna have to say no. Obviously, he hasn't played long. But I'm saying he's on a train heading there. And I'm gonna say this because we compared him to Dennis Rodman. And yeah. what's the difference between him and Dennis Rodman? Well, obviously, Dennis Rodman had a lot more horsepower than anybody in the league. I mean, he's Mr. Hustle Man, and he focused on what his strength was. He wasn't an offensive player. You know, he wasn't great. He wasn't bad at it, but he definitely wasn't great at it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's where Draymond comes in because I'm like, yo, he can play defense just as great as Rodman. He may not rebound better than him. That's a key component, though. Don't just slide and, and, over that. But whoa, 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 whoa. But he's only, as of right now, he's only averaging four less boards than Dennis Rodman, but his assist makes up for that. And they're averaging around the same points. And he has a better offense than Robin. Let's not forget, in Game 7, a few years ago, the man who scored over 30 points, who, who kind of like, you know, pretty much kept him in the game because your boy Clay didn't show up. Yeah. Okay, so if you switch it around... But, that, but that's Robin one game, Robin, though. You, so you get, you giving him, you bought him fact, that much for one game? No, but I'm okay. saying the fact that he can... I'm saying the fact that he can do that. 
Okay. When one of the star when one of the star players disappears, yeah. then he can pick up that slack. If 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 Pippen disappears, Robin is not dropping thirty. But but he could have if they if he got fed. You get what he I'm saying? If shoot. he got fed in the right. lane, no, but if he got fed right. in pick and rolls, rim runners, Robin could have averaged a good fifteen. Bro, I, if I he had more, he never wanted to shoot. That wasn't his game. He didn't want to. He didn't need to. Well, I don't think he can. And I think it was in a year. I think it was in year ninety-seven or ninety-eight. They was playing against. It was on his birthday, so we. I gotta go look it up. I'm, I'm gonna go find it. But he had dropped. I forgot what he dropped, but he had hit three threes on his birthday. Mm-hmm. That's the most I've ever seen him shoot. <laughs> and that's the only three pointers I've seen him shoot ever. Yeah, yeah. But I, what I'm what I'm saying is, if you break every single different category down. Draymond Green is either leading in those categories or not far behind in the ones Rodman is leading in. I mean, hey, I don't agree. I if you look, if, if you go, if if, it, if if we go look at if we go look at Rodman career stats and we go look at Draymond career stats, I don't think there's any comparison off. in between. Rodman was an undersized, powerful at six seven, six eight, something like that. He was averaged 13 balls for his career. There's no comparison. He he single-handedly controlled the boards as an undersized power forward. Draymond, on the other hand, better let me tell you why he's not as good as you think he is. To me, and this is my opinion, and I back him up with facts, as always, Dre, to me, is neutralized. His game, is new, his offensive game, let's be clear, his offensive game, to me, is neutralized with a real point guard on his squad and when I say real point guard I don't mean a Steph Curry which is basically a shooter a scoring point guard I mean a real point guard like a John Wall a Chris Paul players who dominate the ball and whose usage rate is high Draymond on the other hand he cannot be your number one or your number two option on your championship team to me he's a glorified glue guy if you ask me i know you might think that's disrespectful but it's not he's really a glorified glue guy to me he plays excellent defense i'll give him that one of the best defensive players in the league but his main skill set other than defense is what is basically his playmaking ability on fast breaks and the key word to me is like fast breaks basically passing over to all those great all-time shooters he has over there if draymond was on any other team I don't think he would be as successful because he wouldn't have those scores around him covering up for him. And if he had another point guard who takes the ball up the court, who dribbles the ball up the court and controls the offense and sets up the offense, you're basically turning Draymond into a spot-up shooter. And how good is Draymond if he becomes a spot-up shooter in offense or basically a catch-and-shoot playing offense right now from the from the field I think I believe I mean excuse me from three-point percentage he averaging what 30 30 percent from the floor 30 percent from three that's not really a great percentage you say Baylor I remember you always say they like to leave him open but if you leave him open you think that for some reason he makes those in those big games right yeah I wouldn't necessarily say that they leave him open I think it's the offense that's designed to you know they're going to have one or two cats open and he just happened to be one of them because you're not going to leave Clay, you're not going to leave Steph, and now you're definitely not going to leave KD. Yeah. So, so the other two is going to be pretty much open. He just so happened to be a power forward that can shoot it. Not saying that he's a knockdown lights out, but he definitely can shoot the three ball. He can. Now, he can hit the three on occasion. On occasion. 
occasion. Well, well, it's like this. To help out to help out my argument, he can shoot better than Rodman. So they would definitely leave him open out there. Okay. So so with Draymond's skill set, do you believe that on another team he would still be as effective as he is right now on the Golden State Warriors? On another offense that doesn't have the pace and the space, pace and space movement, ball shooting, back screens, back cuts that the Warriors have with those shooters on another team? Will he be as successful? I, I think I think his stats will be, I think his rebounds and his points, depending on what roster we're talking about. Any though. roster. No other team it, plays like that wait, other than just, San Antonio. Now, are you saying just putting him on a roster and leaving everybody there? Well, somebody would have to come out, of course, but... Well, that's what I mean. So you put him in the starting lineup because if you put him yeah. over there with if you put him over there with the Cavs, of course his his stats right, not, are going to come down. Not that good of a team, a regular team. Put him on the Hornets right now. Put him on the Hornets with Kemba Walker, uh, Dwight Howard. Uh, his stat, I mean, his assists will go down. I think his rebounds and his points will go up. I think his rebound and his points will go up. Okay. I, I think I think he can average. I think he can average anywhere between fifteen and ten over there. Mm, wow. Okay, so you think he'll get you 15 and 10? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what I mean, moves? Because... How are you going to get you 15? Putbacks? Putbacks? Offensive I mean, rebounds? Look, his, po- his post game his post game from a, uh, 1 out of 10 is probably a solid uh, 5.5, 6, post? maybe. Yeah, his post game is, is, is pretty, it's, it's not polished, but he's what? not bad. Get... Oh, come on. So you wouldn't, take him, you wouldn't take him on the Clippers right now? I mean, there's there's a whole lot of nothing. I wouldn't take him on the Clippers with that roster. He would be nothing with that roster. You don't think so? No, not at so all. What, I mean, so he would be would... a nice emotional leader. I mean, but does that translate to wins? I'm talking about talent. I'm talking about all core gifts. I he's a, right he's an overachiever think... to me. He's a glue guy. He's a nice fit for a very talented team. Then you plug Draymond in, he a... becomes a luxury rather than a necessity. I think he's a finesse glue guy. Okay, that's fair. That's fair, and he's going. He's. I think he's going to have the number. Do you, if he doesn't, I don't think he stays with the Warriors his whole career. Do you? Do you? I think he stays because I don't think another team will value him as much as the Warriors value him. I see Clay leaving. To be honest with you, I see Clay leaving, um, and I want Clay leaving. Is oh. Clay leaving? Is Clay leaving off of a championship or a loss? Is he leaving? Say that one more time. Is he leaving? Is is he leaving? A, is he leaving winning the championship or leaving uh, losing the championship? Losing. Mm. I say losing. You know, I got the Rockets in the finals this year. I'm not saying he's leaving this year, but Clay. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when he leaves. You're just saying he's leaving after he loses in the finals. Yeah, I don't think it matters to Clay. I just think when his contract is up, he's gonna have probably maybe another, maybe one more title. Maybe could be. And it's about time for him to go. I think his member, his father is in his ear. His father, Michael Thompson, is an integral piece of Clay. Plays a hometown boy. Lakers definitely could be in that equation. I wouldn't be mad at Clay leaving. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is he chasing a bag? I mean, he could get that anywhere and probably get the most in Golden State reing up. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not really jumping for joy for him. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel you. I mean, he's a nice two-way player, but I feel like he's... I feel like, honestly, everyone low-key is a little bit inflated on the Golden State Warriors roster because, to me, 
the sum is greater than, I mean, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts on that team. Ex- besides KD. KD's the only individual generational talent and, and Steph as well. But to me, they all benefit from each other. So they may not be as effective. They, might, they definitely will be effective, but maybe not as inflated as they are on the Golden State Warriors right now. That's interesting. Okay. Never know. So moving on from uh, the Draymond slander, or lack thereof, I should say. Um, I wanted to talk to Baylor about a topic I was thinking about, about being more valuable or more important to their team. So I thought it was an interesting topic. I believe last week, we were all two weeks ago, we were talking and we thought of this topic, me and you, BTG, when we were talking. And um, I thought it was pretty interesting and it actually invoked some good conversation. So I'm going to run down a few, a couple of pairs of best players on their team. And I want you, we'll discuss who we think is more important or more valuable on that team. So first up, Washington Wizards, John Wall or Bradley Beal? Who is more important or more valuable to that team? John Wall or Bradley Beal? Uh, that's John Wall landslide. Mm. Landslide. I look at Bradley Bradley Bill is, is nice, but I think Bradley Bill to me is like a upgraded Clay Thompson. Mm. Oh, Can't so you think Bradley's at... better than Clay? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, because he can do more. I mean he can't shoot. Look, let's let's not get him Clay Thompson is gonna go down as probably what? Maybe top five shooter all time? Mm-hmm. Uh but Bill could do more. You know, I think he can handle it. And now, to me, I'm, I'm not sold on Clay defense like that. I think he's a solid defender, but I'm not, I'm not, no. I don't think he's locking cats up. I you. you know, you're going to ask Kyrie about that. But, yeah, I was going um, to know that. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I think I think Bill could, I think he, just, he can just do more with the Rock on offense. Okay, so, um, but you still think he's second fiddle to John Wall? Yeah, John Wall is just a different type of monster. And he played with a chip on his shoulder. Hmm. Okay, so I'm glad that you said that because I am in agreement with you also. I do think Wall is most important on that franchise and more value, but there are some who don't think so, especially this year with Bradley Beal because I went through the numbers this year and John Wall this year averaging 19, 3, and 9. Beal this year is averaging 23, 4, and 4. And a steal as well. John Wall, we know, is the franchise. He gets the big bucks. Bradley Beal just got his money. His first time All-Star this year. But word on the street I'm hearing is that John Wall's teammates don't like him. Even after he bought them some Rollies this summer. He supplied the block, got them some Rollies. I'm hearing a lot. Did you hear since John Wall is out, you've been hearing all the, all the rumblings from his teammates? A lot of shots have been taken at him on Twitter. You heard that? No, I haven't actually, yeah. but you know, but I I wouldn't be surprised because I mean, John Wall has that type of attitude. Like I am that dude. If y'all remember him coming into um, coming into college, and they had the uh, you know they had the midnight game. I mean, he's a showboat. Yeah. He's a showboat, and he he was a guy you know top ranked in high school. So he is who he is. Um, and a lot of cats ain't trying to deal with that. You know, Bill is probably a more low key. Uh, but highly respected, doesn't talk as much, doesn't seem like he's about all that, you know. You know, I mean, we got your, your boy. Every time they come out here, John Wall ends up in some type of game banging <laughs> situations all the freaking time. 
You know what I'm saying? Then you yeah. can see Bill in the background looking like a deer was, you know, in some headlights yeah. or whatever. So clearly he's more of, he's, they're, they're probably different type of leader. Yeah. You know? There's um, been a, and there's been a lot of, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't hear all that. Yeah, Gortat tweeted us something. We, this was a team win. Bradley Beal came out in an interview and said, everybody, he said, why are you guys playing differently since John Wall is out? Bradley Beal says, everybody eats. Everyone mm. eats now. I was like, ooh, shot. Stephen A came out and said that he's hearing a lot of chirping in the background that teammates don't like John Wall. They're feeling Bradley Beal, and they might go to the management and say, we'd rather Bradley Beal be the leader, which I found interesting. I didn't know that was going on. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I would. Now, look, if there's if there's cancer <laughs> inside the locker room, then you got to remove it. Don't matter how much that mm. piece is valuable, you got to remove it because mm. it's, it's not going to help I mean, you're not a Kobe. You're not an MJ. You know. So, with that said, if you if you can't if you can't balance your ego and win championships at the same time, you got to roll. Mm. You know. Even though I feel like you're a better player between, mm. you know, uh, you got to roll because it's, it's a team sport at the end of the day. Yeah. Teammates gotta gotta like you or, or respect you or want to play with you. Yep. Yeah. For sure. So. Moving on, near and dear to your heart, the franchise Showtime, the Lakers. The it's Showtime, away. baby. <laughs> ball control. All about ball control over there. More important and more valuable to the Lakers. Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, or Brandon Ingram. Had to throw three in there because it is a valid choice. So I want to hear your choice, Baylor, and then I'll throw mine. Who's more valuable and more important to that team? Jesus Christ. Now, this is a hard one. Tough this one. is a hard one. Um, I would have to say, to make it easier, I'm going to have to say Kuzma got to come in third. He got to come in third. Mm. Only, only because you got to give me a sophomore album. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right now, right now, your your rookie album is looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. That Illmatic looking good. Oh, man, it's looking so nice. <laughs> but... Ingram showed that, you know, his first album wasn't all that. His second album was very good. Um, and it's all about growth. The reason why I like Lonzo is because I watched this boy play since high school. And he's a point guard first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have two parts of Showtime. You know, we got the Magic Showtime and then we got the Kobe and Shaq era. So I'm accustomed to both sides. I want that Showtime era back, and it starts with a point guard. So I'm going to have to go with Zoe. Ah. I'm going to have to go with Zoe. Okay. Because if you really really look at Kuzma, Mm -hmm. if you really look at Kuzma and Ingram, they damn near almost almost the same player, except that I think Kuzma has a better three ball. Mm -hmm. And Ingram, Ingram goes to the – well, both of them go to the rack. Yeah. They both go into the rack now. Um, It's just that Ingram had that growth. I got to see Kuzma grow up a little bit more. I got to mm. see it. Mm. BTG, I'm glad you said that. I agree with you. I think Lonzo is the most important and the most valuable to that team. This year, what, the averaging 10, 7, and 7? A block. I mean, he has a bad field goal percentage. Kuzma's, what, averaging 15 and 5? And Ingram's averaging 15 and 5, I believe, as well. So... Lonzo's scoring might be down out of those three, but he does more. He's a leading rebounder for the team as a point guard. 
Well, can I can I just point out the fact that his stats is very similar to Draymond Green, who's an All Star. But I I don't want to bring that up though. But Draymond is an All Star. I don't want to bring that up though, Jets. But Draymond is an All Star. Now, do I think Zoe should be an All Star? Absolutely no. not. I, absolutely not. But I just wanted to point out those stats. I, you know, I'm glad all, you pointed that out. I'm glad you pointed for that out. All the people that says he's a bust, but uh, he's putting up the same numbers as Draymond. But all right, <laughs> I agree 100. percent So I think we both in agreement there. I believe Lonzo is the most valuable and the most important, and I think he is the one builder block that you're gonna have to attract free agents. I like Kuzma, I like Ingram, but they don't attract free agents right now. Lonzo, ball control. Big ball away, they attract free agents. I'm going with Lonzo. And you, and you, and you want to know why? Because he's a point guard that's willing to pass the exactly. rock. That's why. A distributor and a floor orchestrator. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So moving on, more important, more valuable, Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons. I'm not even blinking on that one. Ah, easy. I'm not that's even blinking on I'm not, I'm not blinking on it now. Don't get me wrong, Embiid. Jesus Christ, you see how big that dude is? He is. He's a big boy. And he can shoot the three ball, but you can stay healthy, big guy. Yeah. You just, play, you just played your first back-to-back the other night, and I know you was in the bed taking some action. <laughs> you definitely had that icy hot. Hey, but Simmons, man, like, I told you, Simmons was our number one guy. That's who we wanted in the draft, point blank, period. We wanted, and he wanted to come too, but, you know, the chips didn't fall like that. So, I, I'm always have that, you know, for, for, for Ben Simmons. Um, you, you're not going to find a point guard like that. Come on. He's damn near seven feet. Ridiculous. Six, six, nine, I believe. Six, nine, man. You, I mean, you got a center running down. We used to just, we was all in awe about, you know, ridiculous. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson being six, nine, a six, nine point guard. This dude is damn near seven feet running a one. Crazy. Ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I agree with you, BTG. I agree with you. I'm going Ben Simmons as well. More important and more valuable. I mean, you, I mean, you basically said it. His game is basically something that you just can't teach. He has no. he has those intangibles and those playmaking instincts that some guys just have. And more importantly, he has the ability to make his teammates better. To me, I think that's a building block that's important with that 6 nine frame. Just if he was a quarterback, he can see over the whole he can yes. see over everybody. Everybody. Exactly. Jeez. So I'm going, I gotta go Ben. I gotta I, go Ben on that one. I agree. You're taking it 94 feet down the court. Come on, Ben Simmons. Nobody's stopping that. That's LeBron light right now. Light. I'm gonna call him light. Yeah. And that's big time. I mean, there's literally only a handful of players in NBA history that have the skill set that Ben Simmons has at his size. So right. he's the more valuable to me, the most important. So moving on, Carl Anthony Towns. Or Jimmy Butler? This is an interesting one. I'm curious yeah, to hear I'm, your response. Oh, come on, man. Jimmy Butler just got, he just got busted for, <laughs> with gorilla, with some gorilla, uh, gorilla uh, glue. And, and, and he don't know when to come back to the hotel. Bro, I'm taking cat. I'm Ooh, taking cat all day. Okay. You can't be, look, bro, if, you, if you're going to do your thing, do your thing. But you can't get caught. Mm. By you by the coaches, you know, smoking the devil's lettuce or whatever, <laughs> and coming and coming back late. Like that's not a leader. Yeah. Now, now, now skill wise, man, I thought he was the one cat that was gonna help Rose. Mm. 
The lie detector said that's a lie. So I gotta go with Cat. I gotta go with Cat. He has more upside. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree. Once again, we agreed. I thought at first when I first looked at it looked at this, it's kinda tough. Cat is what averaging nineteen and twelve this year. Jimmy's averaging more than him, which I was surprised by. I thought Cat was the leading scorer. But Jimmy's averaging twenty-two. Five and five this year, two steals, forty-seven percent from the floor, which is pretty good numbers. I'm not gonna lie, very good numbers. But, but just you know what we never factor in, we that? never really factor this in, like as if we don't really care about it. Yeah, his attitude. Yeah, you don't think his attitude you, is good? Come on, man. He's trying to be elite. He's taking steps. Don't try, do it. Yeah, I mean, but. Do we really? How much do we really think of Jimmy Butler as a leader? I feel like he had the potential to be a leader. Oh, I don't. But I never gave him full credit. Yeah, he got the skill set, but I never gave him full credit as Jimmy Butler, the leader that is Jimmy Butler. That never, that never really crossed my mind. But to me, I'm still rolling with Cat. I think he's more important. I think he's the he's the unstoppable force on that team. He's the unguardable guy on that team. So I, I think you find the right coach. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying that they have the wrong coach right now. Well, probably I am. If you find <laughs> the right coach, I think he will listen. I think Jimmy Butler is just hard to coach right. Now. Yeah, but he he has to he has to get in what he where he fits in. He's playing all right right now for the Timberwolves. I, I like what he's doing. He's playing hard on offensive defense, but sometimes Jimmy just has to get in where he fits in. Man, with that roster, you supposed to be making noise in the West. I mean, right now they they fourth seed or third seed, I believe. I don't know if they took over the Spurs, but they getting there. It's decent. They they had low key. They winning some games. Are you scared of them in the playoffs? No, of course not. Okay. But if they get that four five matchup with Minnesota versus OKC, that could be a toss up. Not gonna if lie. Minnesota, if, if Minnesota was in the East, then I would, I uh, you know, I'll give them some action. <laughs> Definitely not making any serious noise, but they could get to the com- I mean, not, excuse me, conference finals. I'm bugging. Um, the semifinals. I believe they can get there if they all their cards go well. If they have home court advantage, but that's a lot of ifs. I was about to say they can get in. They can get in the conference finals in the NIT. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of ifs. That's a lot of ifs. So, last but not least, more important and more valuable to their team, Steph Curry. Kevin Durant, KD. Let me know, BTG. Interesting one. I see what you're doing here. You're trying to divide. You're trying to divide and conquer right now. I'm just saying. You know what? (laughs) Um, That's a hard one. It is. Because we've never seen Steph play with a different team. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. That that makes makes a lot of... That's a big deal because... I don't know. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I, <laughs> so do Jesus you want me to Christ. answer? Do you want me to go first? You, you, you're going to have to go first. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go Steph here. As much as I criticize Steph, I'm going to go Steph to me is the most important and the most valuable on the Golden State Warriors. And to me, Steph is a person that allows them to become unguardable as a team in my eyes. And because of him... You have to guard Golden State as soon as they cross the half-court line. You got to guard him as soon as he crosses half-court. He can pull up from 30. He can pull up from 40. His range makes everything possible, and his range is what spreads out that defense, what spread it, what, what allows the centers to move up a little bit more, which allows those lanes to open up. And when you get that, those high pick-and-rolls 
that Draymond loves to do, it creates a lot of space. And he basically, to me, turned Clay into an All-NBA guy. It allowed KD to take more chances on the offense and the defensive end, have more energy and more time to become a more complete player on the Golden Mm -hmm. State Warriors. And to me, it also allowed Draymond to feel like he's actually that good. I give Steph that credit. So to me, KD can leave and they wouldn't miss a beat. So I'm going Steph. (laughs) I hear the shots. shots. (laughs) I hear the shots. I'm from LA. We we hear gunshots a lot. So I know I know what you're doing over there. I know what you're doing. Come on, man. The the reason why I said (laughs) the reason why I brought up that is a hard pick because we never seen Steph on another team, even though we're picking for Golden State, is because we've actually seen KD lead another team. Yeah. And Curry has always been around supporting cast, a great supporting cast. Now, if you're taking them, if you're taking one away, are you saying that Golden State can't win a championship with just KD? I don't, I don't know, I don't know. So I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to say Curry only because they've won a championship without KD. Mm, so you think he's more valuable and more important? He's more valuable and more important to that particular franchise. Yeah, that particular franchise. Yes, 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 yes. By far, because it's already been done. It's already mm. been done. Okay. KD hasn't shown that yet. He hasn't shown that. Now, he has shown up in the finals, but you still have the luxury of two sharpshooters on your side. That is true. Exactly. So if Steph, if, if Steph wasn't there, you're taking away between 18 to you know, 25 points you know, every other game or something like that. I agree. I agree. You know, and not even that, not even taking away the points. You're taking away the the open opportunity. Because he demands, he demands a lot of attention. A whole lot of attention. Both of them demand an extreme amount of attention. But like I said, Steph demands attention as soon as he hits that half court line. He demands right. attention. Right. So that means, so that means, that means KD has to put in twice the work without Clay being there. I don't think it happens. I mm. think Steph is more valuable than KD. I said it. Light skin versus dark skin, come at me. <laughs> come at me. <laughs> come at me. I hear you. All right. That was interesting, man. I want to hear those responses from everybody out there as well. So, BTG, you know what time it is, my brother. Oh, we know what time it is. Not a game. Not a game. It's not a game. Not a game. We talking about It's never practice. a game. It's never a game. <laughs> it's never a game. I don't know why the cats want to... I don't know why they want to play around with this. This is serious. I'm serious. Big things. I'm telling you, man. So, this is the crossover segment for those who don't know. And for my new listeners, I'll be throwing out player comparisons from different eras. My man, BTG, Baylor the Great, acts as a GM, and he tells me who he would take out of the two in their primes. World-renowned crossover segment, I might add. World-renowned. So, first up, BTG, I got some interesting ones for you, man. So, I I did a little something different. First two, I did from the same area to New York, NY natives. And for the second two, I did some international boys. So, first up, are you taking Campbell Walker or a prime Rod Strickland? Oh, what? Rod should be two BX natives. Hot Rod? Hot Rod Strickland. Strickland. Two, I told you, you know I dug what? in the vault today. 
Hey, let me tell you something. Just out of respect, you see Strickland walk down the street, yeah. you might have to get down on the knee <laughs> as he walked by. Yeah, I don't might. care where you from, homie. Yep. You could be from Compton. You could be from Green Bay. Hot you could be from, man, you could be from Idaho. When you see that guy walking down the street, you take a knee. Yep, you, for sure. Before you already you, know who my pick is. Uh, hold on. Before before you go there, let me give you the career stats. Kemba Walker, career stats. 18 points per game, three rebounds, five assists, one steal, 41% from the floor, one-time all-star. Hot Rod Strickland, 13 points per game, three rebounds, seven assists, one and a half steals, 45% from the floor, two BX natives. Are you taking Kemba Walker or prime Hot Rod Strickland? Nobody in, in Southern California is taking Kimball over Hot Rod. What? <laughs> yo, yo, New York, listen up right now. It's your boy BTG on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Nobody in New York should be taking Kimball over Strickland. Nobody. Mm. He should have his own street, his own day, and he should have a shoe store right next to that Jordan store. <laughs> I, I feel like cats forgot how good Rod Strickland was. You, you can got, can you, you enlighten got, cats on how good Rod Strickland was? I'm from New York. I, I mean, I feel like every New Yorker should know. But out there in Southern Cal, do they know how good Rod Strickland was? Are you kidding me? Do they Look, know? This is, this, is a mis, like, this is a misunderstanding, like, as if we don't know who's over there. We know who's <laughs> over there. We studied who's over there. Okay. We, got, we, had, we had beef with some cats, and some cats we just love. You know what I'm saying? And Strickland was one of those cats like, yo, I mean, streetball legend. Legend. Okay? We talking about, yo, no, come on, man. Kimba, <laughs> Kimba, I don't even, come on, man. Kimba should be in his all-star game. Yeah. I give him that. But over oh, Rod Strickland? Come okay, on, so think man. about this. So I'm, about, the- I'm about to go home and create him right now. Yo, please, please do. I mean, for those who don't know, Rod Strickland, he basically paved the way for today's era of, like, quick, shifty, ball-handling point guards uh, who brought, like, a playground style to the big stage. And for those who don't know, he is the godfather of Kyrie Irving, for those who don't know. A hey, hey, he he played with, yo, he could, that ball was a yo-yo. BX Projects. I dare you try to take the rocks from him and then <laughs> slap yourself. Yeah. But one thing I do have to pull Ross Strickland's card in, that he never became an all-star. He never was an all-star. And he played a lot of years, I believe, like 17, 18 years. He came to the league 1988, I believe, late 80s, early 90s. He had those great Portland years, those Washington Wizards years. But he was never an all-star. Universe, universal-wise, he wasn't an all-star, but in the hood, we know him. That's all that matters. Mm. White America ain't got to know you. Or the ba- the average NBA fans ain't got to know you. Yeah. Well, I know who you are. Yeah. But to give some love, you know, in a crossover segment, I always go both ways. I got to give my man Kemba some love. I'm a huge Kemba fan, so I feel like a lot of people would pick Kemba. I mean, he's a UConn legend. You know how big I am, BTG, on, on UConn. That's that's my college yes, right there. Yes, indeed. Big yes, time. indeed. Another BX product. I actually met Kemba in the garden. Great dude. Great dude in the garden. Those UConn years, he was crazy. And he, to me, right now, he embodies that New York spirit right now in the league. I'm feeling Kemba, and I think he's big time. He averages more points than Rod. 
I mean, can we say that he's a better scorer than Rod Strickland? He probably is, mm. but man, just the aura. Like, yo, I feel like <laughs> I, I, I'm not lying to you, Jess. I feel like if Rod Strickland was walking down the street, like everybody, like it's just complete silence. Like, let him cross the street. I feel like the youngins don't know Rod Strickland, though. Well, they need to know. It's no they more need- excuses, bro. There's <laughs> no more excuses. I'm tired of this. Like, we don't know who he is. And no, go look up his footage. Yep. And if you can't look up the footage, you got to trust the people that came before you. Yeah, you got you got to trust. In barbershops, Rod Strickland, Hot Rod is a real deal. Exactly. Real deal. Real deal. I, I'm glad. I knew you were getting enjoyment out of me bringing in Hot Rod. I couldn't bring him out for any for everyone. Strickland, that's, <laughs> man, I, no A. You'll never see me disrespect that guy. Yo, if I buy if I buy some, some lunch and I'm hungry, yo, Strickland, you got this. You got this. You know, I'll live. <laughs> I'll drink this water. You got this. Boy, if you don't get <laughs> I hear that, man. So next up, I said I'm going international. So I'm interested in to see which one you would pick. So are you taking Chris Stapp's Porzingis right now or a prime Yao Ming? Think about the, let me Think about it. Let me give you the career stats. KP, the unicorn. 17 and a half a game, seven rebounds, one assist, two blocks, 43% from the floor, one-time All-Star, but still early in his career, as we know. Yao Ming, career stats, 19 points per game, nine rebounds, one assist, two blocks as well, 52% from the floor, eight-time All-Star. BTG, you got Chris Stapps on the table, you got Prime Yao on the table. GM, who you taking? New York. I need y'all to stand up one more time. Wow. I'm going I'm going Zingas the guy. He's more versatile. Mm. Way more versatile. And he just has that. Yo, when he came in, first of all, I got a bonus pick with New York. Y'all booed the shit out of my man. <laughs> we definitely did. Okay. And he came through. We didn't know him. Hey, hey, he came through and said, so I'm about to do what I gotta do. And y'all gonna love me. You're going to love me. I, I gotta go with him, man. He can okay. shoot. He can shoot the. He can shoot the three ball. He can take it off the dribble. I like him, man. I like him. Okay, BTG. I'm disagreeing with you here, my man. Oh, oh <laughs> man. Hey, I don't need you. Look, look. You better sign on with Strickland because you're going against Zingas, the guy in New York. I'm I don't going, want you going outside. I'm not nah, going man. lie. I'm going against Zingas. And I'm if I got prime Yao Ming 7-6 Yao Ming, I'm taking Yao. Let me tell you why. He was a much better inside presence. Don't get me wrong. Love Porzingis. Elite talent. Extremely agile. He's what, 7-1 or some shit like that? Something like that. A limited range. Uh-huh. He can shoot the three. It remains to be seen if he can stay healthy, number one, which is also Yao's problem. But number two, I have issues with KP on the glass. He doesn't okay. command the paint like I need to, like I need him to. And also, for a big guy, he gets pushed around. He gets pushed out of the paint a lot by smaller well, dudes I, in the midsection. Jess, I, I hear you, but the thing is, this is where we're, we're talking about two, two different eras, though. We are. Yeah, and then I'm these, going the, 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 the cats that they're pumping out now, all of them are the same body frame. So, but you can't be I getting mean, pushed they, around by no six six dude. No Aaron Aflalo can't be pushing you out the paint. But Aaron Aflalo from Compton though, so you. Got- All right, <laughs> let me give you somebody. <laughs> you gotta so, take that L. Evan Fournier. All right, what well, what if he pushing you out the paint? 
then you got a problem. <laughs> then you got a problem. <laughs> then you got a problem. Then you got but a problem. Did he, but, but did he drop 30 on him, though? I mean, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. But to me, yo, Yao was a force, man. For those, like, a good three Do you think years. Yao could play in this era, though? Yes. I think Yao would dominate in this era. If he could stay healthy. Bro, he's, not talking running, he's not running no fast breaks, though. Nah, he was very slow. I give him that. He's very slow. But to me, I like a big man that could give me some buckets in the paint. I like a big man who can shoot. I can't. But for my center, I like Yao. He was big. Very big. He was muscular. For a year or two, low-key, he gave Shaq some buckets. Don't front. And he had moments. He gave gave Shaq a couple of buckets for a good two years. He he had had some moments. (laughs) And Shaq hated him. I'm not going to lie. Shaq hated him. Now, that was now, hilarious. Now, 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 when you talk about cats that destroy Shaq, you, you got to go to Olajuwon. He destroyed yes. Shaq. Yes. But Yao, he had moments. Moments, uh, Sabonis, yeah. No, I didn't Sabonis. say destroy. I didn't say destroy. Yeah, Sabonis, he had moments. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like he had a couple of Vladi Divac moments. Them kind of, those kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't, gonna... the, he wasn't in the club long. Nah, he wasn't in the club long. He definitely wasn't in the sky box. He definitely wasn't in it. <laughs> he wasn't in the skybox. But I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm I'm, I'm going with Yao. So I think that one right there is gonna be interesting. On live, that one's gonna be interesting, man. Um, yeah. So BTG, what you got coming up on your two new shows, my brother? Uh so I have probably one of the biggest shows that I'm a uh, that the, that the Twitter thread is gonna go crazy over, and that's uh, Life Without Scotty. Mm. I can't give too much away. Okay. Yeah. I can't give too much away, but you pretty much know where it's going. Yeah. You know what I mean? And of course, uh, BTG for president is still going strong. Um, Just random topics with with that particular podcast. You know, more more so um, talking about my life and things like that. But as far as open run, I got got a couple of uh, topics that's going to have the Twitter thread, you know, going off. Going off, but this one, this piece right here, uh, I had a I had a busy week, so I couldn't really get a lot of details uh, that I wanted to for this particular show. But it's it'll still be a good one. It'll be dropping. Um, it'll be dropping this week, actually. Okay. Heard so that. Life, life, life without Scotty. Life without Scotty. Talk about <laughs> Over it. Overrun with BTG. You can hate me now, but you always gonna love me. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. I hear that. I hear that. Make sure you go out and subscribe to BTG. I mean, y'all should know him by now. He's been on a few episodes. BTG for President, Oprah Run for BTG. That's my man, Baylor the Great, my Cali brother, my homie. Thank you hey, for joining me. Shout out, hey, huh? shout out to Rod Strickland, though. Hey. Dog, that's my guy. He might be top 10 for me. <laughs> might be top 10 point guards of all time for Ooh. me. I don't know. Wow. I might. I might. I'll piss America off. I don't care. Listen, I Rod hope- Strickland. I hope when we put this out, we gonna gauge the public to see how much they know Rod Strickland. Man, if they don't, if they and if they talk all these analytics and basketball, yep. this, that, and the third, yep. only you don't know who Rod Strickland is. <laughs> don't don't even don't even like don't at me. Don't even at me. Don't at me. <laughs> yeah, don't even at me. About to have a hashtag Hot Rod. Hashtag Hot Rod, yo. BTG and Just Blaze. Hashtag Hot Rod. For real. <laughs> for sure um so yeah btg thanks for joining me my brother as always always a pleasure having you on thanks again my dude 
No doubt, man. We got plenty more to go. We got a lot of Lakers stuff to talk about. We got a lot of All-Star stuff to talk about. Ooh. And don't forget, wait for June. Oh, we know y'all going to see me in June, bro. <laughs> <laughs> see y'all fellas in June. <laughs> but I can't wait. June 1st, I'm having you on when I say see you in June. I'm telling hey, you. Hey, and, and, and I'll be ready. I'll be ready. That. I hear that. I hear that. So once again, thank you for joining me, my brother. Uh, so this Above the Rim episode 44 with my man BTG and we out. Hate me now, love me forever. <laughs>